Fracking Roland. Do you want to go first? Why don't you go first? Okay. I'm Roland, and I'm a playwright slash director slash producer. I had a friend in Paris. <laughs> That's what you do. She was murder. <laughs> Anyways, my name is Sam, and like Roman, I want to fuck Jerry. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and you're listening to... Bum, bum, bum. Too much TV. Oh my God. As you may have guessed from our beautiful rendition of the theme song of this show. <laughs> um, so Beautiful is a word to describe it. And a word I would continue to use. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful rendition. That song just inspires me. That song just inspires. It is the ultimate pump me up song. I would argue best title sequence ever. Oh yeah. At least best title sequence around. In a min, but currently. I but I do skip it. And that's something we're going to have to argue about later. But we, today we we're talking about we're talking about Succession. Succession, Succession is a show that came out in 2018 oh but real quick hbo sure we need to talk about last week super fast we got a lot right did we i you Quite know a few i i watched about 15 minutes of the grammys i saw dua lipa win something doula what did doula people win? she won best pop album best pop album she did not win album of the year that was taylor swift we were wrong folklore won album of the year huh <laughs> Uh, who else? <laughs> <laughs> what were the other highlight? What were the highlights? Megan The Stallion won um, 
Best uh, New Artist. Yeah, and I saw that she won with Beyonce as well. And yes. Beyonce made history with 29 Grammy exactly. wins. Exactly. Wah, wah, Harry wah. Styles won, which we also predicted. Amazing. Love Harry. And I'm just saying we're awesome and you should trust us. We're amazing. And next year we'll be nominated for a Grammy. So oh, I can't wait to be there. Spoken word. Yeah. I mean. Or Broadway. Colbert can do it. We can do it. Oh, right? definitely. Yes. Uh, Anyways, anyways, anyways. <laughs> Today we're talking about succession, succession which came out in I 2018. Was, sure. Yep. You can say that fact. Um, you already said it. Yep. That's my point. Uh, <laughs> how should we start to talk about this show? I don't know. What is this? What is this? What is this? I feel like. You know, I tell people to watch the show. You were among one of the people I told to watch the show. Thank God you did. It did Thank take you. me a while. Yeah, I, this is probably the one I've been like hounding you to watch because Definitely. I really wanted to talk about this show on the podcast. And now I understand why. Thank you. I'm so glad you do. I was so happy to hear that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoy the show because I think this may be, and I don't think, Everybody who watches TV or knows pop culture would consider this to be, but I think it's the best series coming out on television right now. I would agree. One of the best. One of the best. I don't want to be, I don't want to judge anything I probably haven't seen, but this is pretty epic. This epic is a good word to describe it. <laughs> and this has a lot of, I feel like, staying power. I feel like this is a story that can be told over mm-hmm. multiple seasons and I won't get bored. We're only in season two. We're yeah. probably not even halfway through this story. The characters are so smart and Ugh. every character is uh, three. They're di- also also awful. Three dimensional. And dumb and stubborn sometimes. Exactly. They're um, so well-rounded. And even like characters that at first you don't consider to be like major players becoming mm-hmm. major players is super cool small uh, characters stick around as you said and grow jerry is a great example uh, of that jerry who maybe had like i don't know 30 lines in the first season has become a mainstay in oh. the most interesting way i'm sure we will get we into will get into that how she muddles up the plot in season two but i also like I remember instantly loving Jerry in like the third episode when, Mm -hmm. um, well, we can start getting into the plot, but essentially this is about a family who uh, owns a multi-billion dollar um, news entertainment company. A, like you said, um, mega conglomerate, mega corporation run by... A family, an intergenerational family. So I have described this show to people already as um, if Walt Disney was still alive. Yeah. But also, this is actually very, very inspired by the Murdoch family. Yeah. I was watching an interview with Jesse Armstrong, the executive producer and creator of the show today. And he said that before Succession was even an idea in his head, he was writing a family drama about the Murdoch family. And that script is out there somewhere. Yeah. And you can read it. He's pitched it around. No surprise. It didn't make it anywhere. Uh, the Murdochs probably don't want a family drama about them floating around, just like the royal family doesn't really like the crown. But uh, bouncing this idea around, uh, Jesse Armstrong worked on Veep, worked on Which uh, you the get, thick of it. You get Veep vibes from this. Big Veep vibes. Many of 
the show's directors, the episode's directors, many of the production team, Jesse Armstrong himself, are all ported from Veep, along with the executive production, sometimes direction, of Adam McKay. Mm-hmm. Adam McKay directs the pilot, yep. uh, sets the tone for the series. Uh, this comedic, but also witty, ride kind of Aaron Sorkin drama style. The show is considered a drama. It, I least. would say it's a family drama, but I would consider it a dark comedy. A dark comedy, and that's why I I think it's best not to put a label on a show like this. I think shows like this, shows like Mad Men, uh, countless others, even Veep, mm-hmm. The Office, are a part of this new iteration of American realism. This new iteration of uber realism on film uh these long-winded character explorations these deep dives into small nuanced plots it's realism that's so real that it toes the line into absurdism and i think it just really highlights the absurdity of life life is not just dramatic there's comedy in everything. Yeah, because we're introduced to the Roy family and the Roys. The Roys, and they who are own com- this multimedia <laughs> company. Mainly, Think of Disney. Mainly like a Fox News esque network. They sell the news, um, cable news, and a lot of cable. theme parks and cruise lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in this family, you have Logan Roy, who is Big Daddy Supreme. Oh yes, Big and then Daddy. Supreme. He is the ultimate patriarch. He is the CEO of Roycon. That's the name of their corporation, right? Uh Waystar Roy Waystar Royco. Yeah. <laughs> Waystar Royco. Roycon. Roycon. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody, check out Roycon here, but get twenty percent hey, off. Raycon, if you want to sponsor just spitballing here, promo code too much TV. This is not real, but it we could, could do be. it. It could be. Here's to you. Anyways, Waystar Royco, yep. CEO Roy Logan Roy. Yes, he's, he has. Um, he's mean. He's big, scary, mean old man. Um, and nobody likes to be honest with him, but he has four children. Yep. His oldest son Connor. Con. Um, who doesn't really like getting involved in the business side of things is kind of just like a dope, dopey guy who mm-hmm. um, is n- dating this call girl, Willa. Willa, and is also wanting to become president of the United he's, States. He's in a serious, committed relationship with this uh, woman of knowledge woman of intelligence uh that his family just doesn't understand i i love the willa and con plot definitely it's one of my favorites i and con is often forgotten as the oldest child often forgotten by his own siblings by his own father yeah because he he is the half brother of the main three children the first of which kendall roy kendall roy Played by Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong, and a very 
strong personality. A very actor. strong, resonant, deep voice. I should say Logan Roy is played by Brian Cox, a very prolific Shakespearean actor, famous oh, yes. for playing King Lear at the Royal Shakespeare Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, gives off big King Lear vibes in succession. Oh yeah, I'd say that of all of the. Uh, literary masterpieces that Succession touches on because it touches on a lot. Uh, I would say King Lear is the one it it parodies almost the most. Oh, definitely. And then after Kendall, we have Shaban. Shiv Roy. Uh, I guess is a kind of unliked character by okay. the audience i i didn't know this but i've been watching people... a lot of succession reviews lately and people don't like shiv i, I love shiv i would go as far to say shiv is my favorite sibling my favorite kid definitely she's the smartest she's hot as fuck. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> oh my god she's australian but you couldn't tell. I didn't know she was Australian until I watched an interview with her after the first season. Um, and she is just the most liberal, I would say, out of oh, her entire definitely. family. She's the one that most proudly opposes her family's values. And, and that's also, where a lot of the conflict in her family relationship comes from. I also think she is generally the kindest... To everyone except her own husband. She tries to be. She strives to be, but often fails. Um, but yes, she doesn't give a fuck about Tom's feelings. So it confuses me why people don't like her. The only thing I could say is like she's a cheater, which is like yeah. a bad thing. But then they go. I think a- she's the most interesting sibling right now. We arguably know the most about her. We might know the same as we know about Kendall, but Kendall's like kind of out there well yeah spoiler alert he's a drug addict i would say hardcore like, drug season addict season one is big time about kendall and season two is big time about shiv and my guess is that season three is going to be a bit bigger time about the th- not the third the fourth sibling the youngest sibling Rome. roman roy romulus romulus uh, who may or may not have been abused as a child definitely was. played by the incomparable kieran culkin uh, oh my god. Romulus is one of the funniest characters on television. Just so witty, so quick. The way um, Kieran Culkin delivers the lines and improvises a lot of the lines, his insults to his siblings, his his talks with Jerry. I think you can definitely tell that Kieran Culkin has lived the most similarly to this he is actual Roman. experience. <laughs> yeah. Um originally Jeremy Strong was auditioning for the part of Roman. Really? He was the Jeremy Strong was the first actor considered for Succession because Adam McKay had worked with Jeremy yeah. Strong before. Uh, so they had him audition for Roman. We're going to have him on as Roman, and then saw Kieran Culkin and decided we can't pass this up. He's too good at this role. Wow. We're going to keep them both. And ultimately, that was the best decision ever because both of these men are so much like the characters they play. It's shocking. And then we're also introduced to these people who are in the family but are, 
either kind of outsiders mm-hmm. in a way, and those are Marsha. Marsha, I'm so glad you mentioned Marsha first because, well, because she deserves owns, to be mentioned first. Marsha owns this ass. Marsha is a mysterious woman. We don't, we don't know. We don't know everything about Marsha. I think we have a lot. Marsha is Logan Roy's devoted, devoted wife. Third she is not wife. the mother of any of the children. No. She has children of her own. Yes, she does. And, uh,. Let's just say her relationship with her uh, stepkids is a little bit rocky. Shiv especially. Shiv does not trust Marsha whatsoever. Marsha is always on Logan's side. Always the most fervent defender of Logan Roy. But we don't know why. Uh, We'll talk about this shortly, but I think they have good reason to. Mm -hmm. And then we have Cousin Greg. Cousin fucking (laughs) Greg. Let's fucking go. This is... The best character played by on TV right Zach now. Zach Attack. Zach Braun? Is that his Nick name? Braun, Nick Braun. Zach Attack Zach. from Sky High. Sky High. Oh, crap. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Nick Braun is in Sky High. Throwback. Sky High is like one of my favorite movies from my like preteens. One of the best um, Disney movies Underrated. Kurt Russell's in that movie, right? He is. He's a... That movie's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Cousin Greg rocks. He's, I, I think he's one of the most interesting characters because he is the only character that's heavily followed that does not belong in this high class world. Not at all. He is from the strict middle, middle class, middle America, and he gets a job at Royco and his life turns around because his grandfather Ewan is uh Logan's brother and They're one of the biggest shareholders in Waystar Royco played by James Cromwell and <laughs> amazingly played by James Cromwell <laughs> he's perfect for this part James Cromwell and Logan do not like each they other they hate each other James Cromwell is a blue-blooded liberal and Logan Roy, as you can probably guess, is a very fiscal is conservative Republican. Yeah. He is Rupert Murdoch. He is Walt Disney. He is all the evil men that built the giant corporations. So then um, Greg kind of gets to be this... Bumbling buffoon. But also... Knocking over everything, stealing things from the family dinners. He's truly the glue that makes the show work, though, because he's the character that we as an audience... We get to see the show through his eyes. Because we are him. Yeah. We are not, I'm not speaking for everyone, but I'm not rich. (laughs) But like, um, I did grow up in a pretty affluent area. Yeah. So I got to see a lot of people like the people we see on this show, but I was kind of the cousin Greg of it all. Mm -hmm. We truly get to see someone that is like us, which is very nice. And someone else who is kind of like us, but has definitely been, brainwashed by the society is Tom. I love Tom. Tom played by, by Matthew McFadden. Matthew McFadden. Who, AKA Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy himself in a much different role than he plays in Pride and Prejudice. Uh, Forgot he was Speaking British. of which, speaking of which, can I just say, oh, yeah, go plug. can I just say, go plug. Uh, if go you like, away. if you like Pride and Prejudice and you like watching people getting drunk and high and uh, you like actors and Zoom plays, uh, the Juvenalia Collective is doing Drunk Pride and Prejudice and I'm going to be playing Mr. Collins in it. Yeah, so guys, uh, Sam has been booked and blessed. It's next week. 
It's Saturday the 27th. Yep. Watch Sam. Be awesome. And, and check out some... Juvenalia Collective. Definitely. We love them. <laughs> Sam's awesome actor. And he's doing awesome things with anyways, awesome Anyways, anyways, Tom. Tom, though. Tom is an amazing character. Tom is Shiv's husband. Yeah. Ultimate cuck boy. Ultimate cuck. And uh, he just wants to move up in this company. He wants to be liked by Big Daddy Roy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's just a fool. He's just a big old fool. And when he's, he's away naive. from the family, he's able to be this huge dick to everyone. Especially to Cousin Greg. But it's kind of a thing he hides from the family because he's scared. and He, he wants, wants to be like the nice husband. Yeah. The perfect husband for Shiv, but Shiv. Because Shiv is a powerful woman. But Shiv doesn't treat him right. No. Shiv is emotionally abusive. Yes. Shiv forces him into an open relationship that he does not want, communicates that he does not want. Mm-hmm. Shiv is mean to him. Shiv is mean. And that's okay. We love Shiv, but geez, Louise. But oof, it's hard to watch. So because of this and because of something we learned pretty early on in season one, which is there is some issues within the cruise department at uh, Waystar, which is essentially that there were some sexual assault allegations and also Murder. some murders and people getting thrown off so of boats. So Waystar Royco owns a lot of cruise ships. They're very fun uh, destination cruises, themed attraction cruises. And sometimes, apparently, people got S-A'd or <laughs> S-A'd. Uh, murdered or otherwise crimed upon on these ships and it got swept under the rug or thrown off the ship exactly and uh in the beginning of this season tom the first season i mean Mm -hmm. tom is poached into a meeting with this old dude who's leaving waystar royco he's the head of the cruise and attractions department uh and he sits down with tom and he says i am the only man in the company who knows about all of these crimes? Yep. He lists all of the crimes, mm. and then he says, "Now you are the only person in this company who knows all of these crimes." And Tom is fucked. So Tom doesn't want his name on this, so he essentially has Greg <laughs> go and destroy all these documents. Tom pushes off the problem to cousin Greg on Thanksgiving of all days, mm-hmm. and so this kind of leads into this kind of buddy cop dynamic this just kind of interesting friendship between these two people so what we're gonna do for you now sorry i had to lead into the acting they get you you guys know the shtick you know we're actors you know the drill we we do this like every 15 or 20 minutes we're gonna do a scene from the show and we are now going to do some tom and greg tom and greg vibes uh they're going out to dinner First, we are the world. <laughs> we are the children. We are the ones who made a bad day. So let's start giving. Please enjoy Tabba Greg. There's a choice we're making. We're saving our own It's true, we make a better day. Just you and me. Tom is on the phone with Shiv while he passes by Greg's office. Hey, hey, guy. Hey, hey. Hey, everything okay, Greg? Yeah, yeah sure. Sure? Sure. Good, good, good. 
you know you can uh you know you can talk to me about anything you know yeah yeah well thanks fantastic resource okay okay so Shiv is going to Washington so why don't tonight why don't I take you out no what what for real I I thought you were gonna like say it take you out and beat the shit out of you or take you out and put a bullet through your dumb fucking brain or something else funny like that, you know? No, Greg. I'm not some beast. Well, actually, fine. I I, I finally got paid. <laughs> Attaboy, okay. Yeah, like, like, they're not paying the light bill here, but... <laughs> 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 but I, I actually got paid, and mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about maybe going to... Uh, uh, have you ever visited California Pizza Kitchen? <laughs> no. Dear Lord, That's no. That's delicious, Tom. No, no, it isn't, they, Greg. I mean, what? you might think it tastes delicious, but... They but, make a Cajun chicken linguine just the way I like it. But that's not how you're supposed to like it. Okay, you probably have quite an undereducated palate, so let's go out and I'll teach you. I'll show you how to be rich, okay? It'll be fun. Cut to Tom and Greg go out to dinner at a very, very fancy restaurant, but Greg is full from having eaten already with his grandfather. They are enjoying a variety of expensive delicacies. When I had their monkfish, I thought I was going to shit, puke, and cum all at once. Oh, that sounds delicious. <sighs> Though I, uh, I don't, I don't have much of an appetite anymore. Well, you better find one quick because this is the, one of the most exclusive pop-ups in the city, and there we're having the full tasting menu. Uh huh. Um. Hey, how come the wine list doesn't have any prices? <laughs> because they're obscene. Look, here's the thing about being rich, okay? It's fucking great, okay? It's like being a superhero, only better. You get to do what you want. The authorities can't really touch you. You get to wear a costume, but it's designed by Armani. and doesn't make you look like a prick. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're now being served the next course. Oh, Jesus! What now? Ortolan. Or what? What's Ortolan? It's a deep-fried songbird. You eat it whole. Oh my God! This is a rare privilege, and it's also kind of illegal. The waitress brings them napkins. Oh God! I already have. It's for your head. The exact purpose of covering your head with a napkin is debated. Some say it's to mask the shame. Others to heighten your pleasure. They cover their heads and eat the crunchy bird. Oh my god. This is so good. Did you eat it yet, Greg? No, not not yet, no. Eat it, Greg. He does. He hates it. Um It's rather unique flavor. Yeah, that's the gamey brainy hit, my friend. They take the napkins off their heads. Could we get more wine, please? Are you, are you trying to seduce me, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am, Greg. You know, all the things we've seen, all the things we've done, you know. We're in this together, man. Oh, oh okay. Is that, is that 
Is that what this is? This is about the, the thing. We have a bond. We do. Yeah, sure. Uh, I was an outsider once. Young guy from St. Paul alone in the big city. It was hard. And you create this kind of protective shell, but underneath, you know, we're all just nudie turtles. Okay. I, uh, I got to level with you because if I eat any more of the songbirds, I'm going to hurl. Uh, my grandpa already bought me dinner tonight. Your grandpa? What's he doing in New York? He's come down for the vote of no confidence in Logan tomorrow. Hey, did you know about that? What? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Um, he's come down especially to vote. It's a big deal, right? My God. My God, it's happening. It's actually happening. What? The, the troops are taking Saddam's palace, man. This time uh, tomorrow, you and me, I could, I could be like the, I could be like the third most important guy in the company. <laughs> I mean, it's the storming of the Bastille. Let us eat cake. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the fuck, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you just barf? <laughs> no, I was just thinking about California Pizza Kitchen. It, was that a good feeling or a negative feeling? I love CPK. I've been to the California Pizza Kitchen three times in my life. And have you loved it every single time? It's been pretty good. I only ordered pizza once and the pizza wasn't that great. The pizza is not the highlight. They have a good pasta. They make Cajun chicken linguine, just how I like Cajun it. Cajun chicken linguine, just how I like it. <laughs> I think I have had something similar to a Cajun chicken linguine Definitely. at California Pizza Kitchen. That really sounds like something I would have ordered back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, that's an guys... introduction into Tom and Greg's strange, bumbling, power play relationship. Did you like our acting? I think if they're listening... They they probably stand stand it, stand. <laughs> they stand it. Like, let us know what you think, guys. Do you like our Do you like our <laughs> acting? Are we good actors? So succession. I don't want to. No, I don't want to drudge you with my own lack of confidence. I don't need my listeners to 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 freaking validate me. I don't need. I don't need anybody's validation. I am a powerful being. I have a powerful voice. You have a, you're a powerful being. You have a powerful voice. Thank you. And we're good at, we're pretty good at acting. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for, for you to say. And uh, I'm just saying the 100th Oscars, <laughs> they're coming up in like nine this years. This year. Not this year. Oh. This year's like the 81st, Do, I think. Okay, I've been thinking about that. Though. But I'm going to be at the 100th Oscar. I want to win decided. the 100th Oscar. Yeah, I'll be the first one. Be like, make sure I get the 100th. I'm pretty sure they've already given out 100 Oscars before. No, but you'll be like, okay, well, let's say we win Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor. I'm not going to say which. We won't say which is which. I'm not going to say which is which. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty clear. Yes, definitely. To the to the fans and <laughs> listeners. Yes. But we will be the hundredth person to win that award. And I'll just say it. Maybe we'll even be the hundredth hosts. We'll host and win. I mean, Tina Fey and or, Amy Poehler get hired to do the Golden Globes every year. I think 
in like 10 years, we could be hosting the Oscars. Well, I'm just saying like maybe, just maybe, we'll both tie for best actor. First ever tie for best actor. Yeah, it's happened before. Have they given out two in the same year before? Yeah, uh, Barbara Streisand and Katherine Hepburn tied. Damn, that's a pretty good year. Yeah. That makes sense. So if we tied... Rollins and Sam. One of us would be the hundredth, and then one of us would be the hundredth and first. And it'd be you because you're second alphabetically. Um, I'm actually first <laughs> alphabetically because By last my name, name is Samuel Campbell. Rollins and Sam watch too much TV. But your name is Rollins Echeverria. And, uh, Rollins comes... R becomes before the Oscars go alphabetically by last name. Yeah, shit. I would get the hundredth one. Everybody knows that you just wanna you wanna be the best and demean everybody else. <laughs> everybody already knows that. <laughs> so let's get back on track to succession. <laughs> wow. So we were talking about Tom and Greg's relationship a little bit. Talking about the family dynamic of the show. And talking about the drum, drum, drum of season one. Absolutely. And I want to, I mean, I think we say this a lot and maybe it's getting cliche, especially to some of our listeners who maybe have gone to the same college and gone through the same acting program we've been through. Mm. But when I think of this show, I think of Heinrich Ibsen. Very. I I think of Chekhov. This is... We're looking at the highest possible class, the highest amount of wealth possible in an uber-realistic sense, and we're watching this family fucking fall apart and because they all hate each other. But they are not able to talk about it. No, so everyone's directly. so afraid of words. Oh, my God. And the funeral speech mm-hmm. uh, we see <laughs> later, Connor do, that Willa writes is the perfect example of when that. When they have to give a funeral oration for... A uh, a predator. We all die one day, and this day it was Lester. A man in in uh, Waystar passes away, and uh, it's pretty well known within the company that he's a pretty handsy guy and uh, not a very good fella. And he is one of the main cover-ups of the Cruise scandal. And so uh, Connor has to give his funeral oration, and it's 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 quite funny. But it exemplifies how much people are afraid to speak their mind and afraid to speak their truth. This is a show about double speak. Um, and I think it's about the power of words because all of the characters are so terrified of saying what they actually mean. Yeah, showing any vulnerability whatsoever because the stakes are so high. I think we should we. We should set up the stakes. Go ahead for our listeners. Help yes. me out. I don't want to. I don't want to speak too much. But uh, okay, I'll, I'll add on. I mean, the show starts out episode one. We're introduced to the structure of the family immediately. Yeah. Where they all fit in. Yeah. Which... Logan Roy, CEO, uh, Kendall, and uh, Rom Romulus Roman mm-hmm. are uh, kind of the co COOs. Yeah, uh, kind of floaty. Higher in where ups they are. in the company. Yeah, and Shiv is uh, a political advisor. Yeah. she's working in politics. But has her own career. Going. Has shares in the company. Yeah, very involved in the company. And so immediately in episode one, the pilot directed by Adam McKay, we see Shiv, Roman, and uh, Logan Roy get into a helicopter. And as the helicopter starts lifting off, and this Logan is a- Roy 
this is immediately after Logan announces that he's not going to name a successor. Yes, this uh, is he. He says I'm going to stay on. So Logan gets in the helicopter and has a stroke. Yep, he has a stroke <laughs> and almost dies. Um, he's in the hospital, and now Kendall and Roman have to be acting CEOs and COO respectively in his absence. And so the children, episode one and two. The three children, the main three. Connor's not really involved in No this. one cares about Connor. No one cares about Connor. But the main three immediately get a taste of true ultimate power. Mm-hmm. The power that has been held over them their entire lives. Daddy's always been the CEO. They've always worked for Daddy. Now Daddy's incapacitated. Yep. They have power. They know what it feels like to be in the driver's seat. Yep. And it goes to their head immediately but then also kendall as acting ceo immediately finds out from jerry that the company is three billion dollars in debt billions in debt and no one knows about it and she's like they're at on a ledge of a building she just goes don't jump don't jump and walks away (laughs) and Um, uh kendall definitely thinks about jumping in that moment (laughs) and then kendall um in his first act as CEO is to kind of convince his old drinking buddy from college to give Stewie him billions of dollars to give him the money. Cause he knows Stewie yeah. has the money, even though Stewie's kind of a sleaze ball. Um, and Logan especially doesn't particularly trust this man. And so immediately Kendall and Roman begin to realize that they haven't really been prepared to be in the saddle. Roman especially. Roman especially does not know what the hell he is doing here. He barely even knows how to do the curtains in his office. But as fate will have it, Logan Roy wakes up. He's fine. He's He's a little geriatric. He pisses himself every once in a while. He pretends that he's fine. He goes to the bathroom and then just pisses in Kendall's office. He pours a cup of coffee all over his desk he he can gropes his own daughter he gropes his own daughter Thanksgiving. he can't even reach the phone sometimes so logan roy is not well but no one really knows this except for marcia except for marcia who won't let his own children see him marcia stops letting the kids over at the house into his bedroom to have meetings with him marcia knows he is unwell and is keeping it from the kids yep So the kids are just kind of, this is halfway through the first season. The kids are kind of running around the company, bouncing off the walls. Things are falling apart. And so Logan is like, I'm still going to be in charge, even though he can't do anything. The kids build resentment toward Logan for continuing to keep power despite his uh, decline. And this leads Kendall to want to use a vote of no confidence against Logan Uh, essentially taking him down as CEO by a vote of the board. There's a very dramatic scene in which Kendall and Roman have a conversation where Kendall decides enough is enough. It's time that someone takes out the king. I'm going to make a move. Will you support me if I call a vote of no confidence? I think we have the votes. Roman says he's supportive. They get enough votes. Jerry's on board. Jerry's on board after she sees Logan hit Kendall's child at Thanksgiving. Kendall uh, gets his college buddy on board. Uh, Roman, correct me if I'm wrong, is pretty on board. Has Roman been slapped by or has, has Roman been slapped by Logan at this point? 
Roman has been slapped by Logan. Uh, Roman is very on board because yeah. Roman will be made COO if this happens. I believe Shiv has been groped at this point. Shiv has been groped. So relationships are rocky with Big Papa. Big Papa's on his way out and Kendall is planning the charge. This is Bolingbroke running up to Richard II. Yep. This is a coup. And then at the very end, Roman decides to switch his vote. Mm-hmm. And votes to keep Logan. Romulus uh, bows down to Daddy, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a very dramatic scene in which Kendall is stuck in traffic, and Kendall does not make it to his own vote of no confidence in time. Nope. He uh, delivers it through the phone, and it doesn't play out in his favor and it at sucks. all. He has been killed by daddy. Yeah, and he's... Him and Roman are put in their place. Well, Kendall's immediately fired. Kendall is a let go for being traitorous. Yeah, and Kendall then is going to sue Logan and Romulus. Yes. And... Because he knows about the debt. Yeah. Knows about the fraud. Yep. I don't know if Kendall knows about the cruise ship at this point. He does I don't not. believe he does. No. Nope. Tom is still the only person. Tom, Tom and, and Greg, Greg are now the only people who know about the cruise ship. And scandal. Logan knows, but we, you know. We find out later that Logan is aware, but Logan never outright says he's aware because he's smart. Yeah. Logan knows how to use words in this We're- setting. I should say this is a hyper vigilant setting in which words are power words are weapons in this world and logan is so good at manipulating that that his children are terrified to speak to him yeah and so because of all this he's crippled his children's communication because of his masterful business mind yep he can't think outside of business his family is his business and this is the demise of the family. So because of all this, Roman decides to become subservient to his father as acting COO. Starts Kend- going to classes yep. to try to become a better businessman. Kendall relapses. Kendall starts drinking and doing, ultimately doing coke again. And meth. And by the end <laughs> of season one, when they go to Connor's ranch in New Mexico, Kendall, Kendall does meth. For the first time. And uh, (laughs) I I think this is maybe a good pivot point to a scene from my favorite episode, Austerlitz. Also, we need to note that Shiv is also... Hello. What's up? What's up? What's (laughs) up? Oh, my God. Nathan, step it. Don't be sorry. I didn't bring a single Nathan, rat to your Nathan, house. Nathan, have you seen Succession? Do you have anything to say? I have not seen Succession. I will say that theme song is fun. Boom. 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 There you have it. That's Nathan's word. And we're about to do a scene from Austerlitz. But also I wanted to note that Shiv is also now decided to work on the campaign of a... Senator, this is an important side plot. Who Senator Evis? Senator Evis, who wants to take down Waystar and Logan Roy. I will say that Evis is a blatant copy of Senators Al Franken and Bernie Sanders. Blatant, just a a rip off of both of those men. Uh, The actor that plays him is very great at it, but it it couldn't be more on the nose. It's great. Uh, But here's a little scene from that little family therapy sesh. Yeah, let's. We we should say that uh, 
in this episode, they all go to Connor's ranch in New Mexico because Logan has called all the children to family therapy, something that they would never, ever consider doing as a family. Mm -hmm. And obviously things get a bit messy. So please enjoy. Please enjoy. Shiv is finally back to the Austerlitz house after leaving family therapy to accept a job on Gil Evis's presidential campaign. Logan is very upset by her decision. Marsha couldn't care less. Tom is just surprised to see her. Hey! Oh, hey. Hey! Hi! Hi. Hi. You're late. So, uh, what, what happened with the fake therapy? Any pretend breakthroughs? Any good performances? Attention turns to Connor and Willa, who are sitting in the dining room. Nothing. Our, uh, our therapist died. What? Met- metaphorically speaking. He, uh, smashed his teeth out in the pool. Oh my god. Freud would have had a field day. Where have you been? I was meeting about a prospective job. With your father's enemy? Okay. Um, I'm gonna go to bed. I keep an eye on this, Shaban. I keep an eye. So, uh, what is that supposed to mean? I mean, I had a meeting. You do whatever the hell you like with anything, whenever. Why don't we have a chat over this in the morning? And he has to hear all this from his so-called friends on the phone, dripping poison in his ear. Kendall, who wasn't at therapy or even in Austerlitz previously to the family's knowledge, starts banging on the windows. Family therapy. Family therapy. Hey. Hey, what's up, motherfuckers? Connor helps Kendall inside. Kendall is clearly high. Sorry, I'm late. What are we arguing about now? Roman runs in as he was the one who found and picked up Kendall from some random meth head's house. Logan asks Roman what's going on. What's wrong with him? Oh, where do we start? I'm off my nut, folks. Off my fucking nut. Oh my god. It's like all the papers said. Your dreams have come true. Congratulations. Dad, just so you know, I, I think things are good with the launch. I oh, he the doesn't guy. care, Rome. He doesn't even fucking notice. Come on, Dad. Dad. Give Rome a high five. Come on. He's waiting, Dad. Logan couldn't care less about Kendall at this moment. All of his attention is on Shiv. You do that to me, Evis, another Senate member who wants to fuck me ragged on the same side as those animals that hit me with a bag of piss. It's my work, Dad. You of all people ought to understand that. Work? Work? It's rebellion! Sabotage! No. Oh, yeah. Of course, because it's all about you. Yeah, not that I might be in agreement with his points about the purchases or or maybe just his whole philosophy. Philosophy! This is nothing but a miserable, deliberate attempt to undermine my whole business strategy. Uh, you don't have a business strategy, Dad. Your whole business model is based on seducing presidents. You're like a, like a fucking high-class hooker. N- no offense, Willis. Fuck Sorry. off. Hey, Ken. It's fine. <laughs> my aunt's an addict. It's been a long day. It's been really nice getting to know you all a little bit better. Good night. Good night. You know, Pa. I gotta say, I feel a little bit used today. Oh, for fuck's sake, not you too. Well, with where we are and all that's happened, uh, and then tonight, you have to go off and work. I made some calls. Jesus, can't you wait? Can I wait for you to finish a few calls? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so, Pa. I think so. I've had a bit of practice. Ponyar! Quite a bit of practice. Ponyar! Your father has been dealing with these traitors. Disagreeing with Dad is not treason. But trying to make one of his biggest enemies his president is kind of a fuck you. Oh, 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 hey, hey, Dad. Dad, I like all those stories you planted about me. That was really You forced nice my hand. So there it is. Yes, and he's fucking lucky that was all. What you kids don't understand, it's all part of the game. It's all part of the game. Come on, everybody. Come on, it's like a rootin' tootin' fucking super fun game for the whole family. Sign everybody up. You run towards politics to prove that you're your own man. Fine, but that's not principle. You're marrying a man fathoms beneath you because you don't want to risk being betrayed. You're a fucking coward. Wow. Wow, you you are just beyond. Shiv runs off. Tom slowly follows. You know... <laughs> I was born lucky. I'm a lucky person. I realize that. And you're so fucking jealous, aren't you? You're so fucking jealous that... You've given everything to your own kids. You can't handle that. You can't work that out. If I had spoken to my uncle like that. What? Hmm? What What? What? would evil Uncle Noah do? Calling your daughter a coward until she cries? Oh, big fucking man. Logan jumps up. Marsha tries to stop him. Logan! 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 Logan rushes towards Kendall. Logan! Logan! You're Logan, a yeah. fucking nobody! Yeah. <laughs> Logan! You're Logan. a fucking nobody! Logan walks away. Fucking nobody. Logan takes an apple, takes a not big whole bite, <laughs> and leaves. The room is left in a dead silence. <laughs> Boobs. Boobs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Boobs? You just had boobs and then laughed your ass <laughs> off. You're a child. <laughs> boobs is a funny word. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you just watched a scene from Austerlitz, one of the most dramatic episodes. The best. Reference to a, a battle in uh, the French Napoleonic Wars. Mm. Uh, reference that big things are coming. Like, in the rest of season one. Well, speaking of Napoleon, Connor buys Napoleon's dick. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a Connor subplot. <laughs> Connor's a freak. But later in the season, they go to England. It's time to go to England because guess what? Everybody's favorite couple, Shiv and, and Tom. Tom. They're uh, making a mistake and getting married. Because... The trio's mom wants them to get married in England. Yep. And so they go. We finally are going to meet the three main children's mother. We're going to see who birthed these children. And she's exactly who I expected her to be. She is stone cold, terrifying British woman. (laughs) And uh, things start to fall apart very quickly. Oh, yeah. With daddy and mommy both in Britain and the whole family together. Things get rocky immediately. Yeah. And we also have issues of Shiv wanting to start an open marriage. Mm-hmm. The guy who was in an affair with Shiv is at Ooh. the wedding. Ooh. So we should note uh, 
we also get a lot of this in in the same episode. Uh, so Shiv has accepted this job from Senator Evis, and on this campaign works an old flame of Shiv's, someone she's flirted with heavily in the past, dealt with heavily in the past. Whose name I I don't know could his not name. Tell you. He's just sex man. Sex boy. We'll call him sex, sex. man. So. Sexman works on this campaign. Shiv actively does not tell Tom Sexman works for this campaign. But her and Sexman are having sex, man. Sexman makes it clear immediately. If you're going to work on this campaign, I, Sexman, cannot help but want to sex you, sex woman. And Shiv is like, boom, shake the room. I'm going to cheat on my husband. My fiance, I mean. Fiance at the time. And uh, so she scrambles. She's like, Tom, what if... (laughs) Tom, what if what if I fucked other people? What would you think of that? And he'd be like, um, "I'm d- I'd be devastated." Not a fan of that. Not a fan. And she's like, uh, uh, "Pretty much, I won't marry you unless we do this." So he agrees. Simultaneously, uh, Roman is in charge of a space launch in Japan. <laughs> he goes to the bathroom to watch the launch live, and the entire thing explodes. Elon Musk moment. <laughs> The spaceships explode. It's horrifying. People and he die. Has no reaction to it. And he knows he's responsible. And he, yes, kind of uh, disassociates for yeah. an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of recognizes the horror that his family uh, puts into the world. He kind of comes to terms, not really comes to terms, but but faces head on uh, the horrendousness, the uh, lack of morals. The, the the devil that lives uh, in his family. Yeah, and this is the also the beginning of his closeness with Jerry. Yeah, Jerry helps console him a great deal mm. when it comes to this launch. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And uh, it soon becomes clear that maybe Jerry is not a motherly presence but, uh, for mm. Roman, but maybe... A milfy presence? An Oedipal presence mm. for Roman. Uh, we've seen up until now Roman interact with a few beautiful young women uh, and constantly turn down sex with them. Oh, yes. Roman's sexuality is known to be insane, but we never really see it. Nope. At all. Nope. He's pretty abstinent uh, for both of the seasons, really. Oh, yes. I think we're going to we're gonna soon find out what the real tea oh, is. Oh, next season's... I'm predicting next season's going to be like full-blown Roman plot. You think? Because, I mean, the first season was Kendall. Second season's Shiv. We'll discuss predictions later. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, we're definitely going to get more of Ken or more of uh, Roman's sex life. And the relationship between Jerry and Roman. Because it it becomes clear that Roman's in need of a mommy and Jerry is right there. Oh, yes. And apparently horny enough to play along. Sure. And they get into the most amazing affair. It is my favorite plot in the whole show. show. Uh, The way she can demean him. Yep. And uh, bully him, emasculate him, and the way he just comes. (laughs) You said it. I didn't want to say it. So then... We also have Kendall. Oh, Kendall. Kendall's Kendall, not taken being around the family very well. He's just he recently looking, relapsed. He's just looking for some coke. He's looking for the hookup, man. So he goes out back by the recommendation of Greg. 
and goes to this caterer and he says, hey, do you have Coke? And the caterer is like, of course. And actually, the caterer doesn't have Coke. But he knows someone who's the, got Coke and GHB. The caterer has all this crap. ketamine. And he does ketamine, which is important to this. So then the caterer goes, okay, we can go get Coke, but I can't drive. And Kendall went, I'll drive. No. Which Kendall can't Kendall drive. doesn't drive. Yeah. He's a New Yorker who gets driven everywhere. And he's also an addict who's currently relapsing. Yeah, he's also drunk. Um, and he's in the UK, so he should drive on the left side. Yes, not a good idea at all. So then he's Has a- Kendall done the ketamine? Did no, he take it with him? Kendall didn't do ketamine. Okay, he's so, just uh, a bad driver. So he is driving. Me too, man. And is about to hit a deer. Yeah. And when he's about to hit this deer, big swerve. The well, he doesn't swerve. The kid grabs the steering wheel, special K, and swerves them into um, a lake. And then we get Chappaquiddick vibes. Kendall quickly escapes from the car. Has a moment where he tries to save, kind of to save the kid, but it's too realizes late. it's too hard. It's too tough. Oh, I can't. And swims to the top. Yep. And decides not to call 911. No. Decides to walk through Britain. I don't know if you can hear a car you alarm that's happening. Can. So, anyways. <laughs> so then he kills this British person, and Logan. This British kid is dead, dead, dead. Pretty much been manslaughtered and murdered. Yeah, and so Logan later the next day goes, Hey, I know what you did. I know what you did. And we can cover this up, but you are now. Mine. You're my little cuck boy. Yeah. And so that leads us into season two where it's cuck, 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 cuck. Kendall is a robot in and the beginning of season two. Yes. I mean, uh, we Kendall killing this kid is the is the climactic peak of season one. Oh, you it don't see it coming. As high as it gets. We've Literally. seen Kendall do meth at this point. We thought that was as low as it was going to get. Nope. Nope. He literally killed... Like a young adult. And we see how he literally has to just detach from his own emotions. And he order... becomes entirely submissive to his father. Yes. At the same time, Shiv... I think we should talk about this moment real quick. Go ahead. Because it is seen as an uncomfortable moment and maybe a misunderstood moment in season one where Logan is confronting Kendall. Uh, yeah. And halfway through this moment, Kendall starts to break down and you can see Logan, Brian Cox, make the conscious choice to switch from a scare tactic to a tactic of comfort. Mm-hmm. And he immediately brings in Kendall for a hug and tells him that he's going to take care of it. Yep. He begins acting fatherly. But we as the audience, with this voyeuristic perspective, get to see it as a manipulation tactic. Yeah. He's using love to manipulate his son into submission. Yep. Because he's terrifying. Uh, And I also think this kind of pivots into a small discussion uh, of the filmmaking and the filming style. Oh, yes, of course. I mean, I hear people compare the show, say this is like the Game of Thrones of drama or Mm. one of those like big epic shows. I kind of think the show that this is most like 
is the office. No, true. Like office or Parks and Rec or Veep is like the yeah. thing it's most similar to because it's usually. The documentary style, the handheld cameras the, that zoom in. The quick zooms is really the thing that gets me every time because it also uses awkward pauses mm-hmm. to just make us sit in these like awkward situations to the point where they're hilarious. Mm. A lot of the time, a good example of that is season two when Logan tells someone they can't go to the bathroom yeah. and they have to piss in a bucket. Um, and the guy's like, um, okay. Oh, and right. slowly walks over and grabs a bucket. And then Logan goes, no, you stupid idiot. You don't have to do that at all. You are dumb. Yeah. And I think it, it's just amazing to watch these scenes and realize that the camera people are working almost just, I mean, not almost, just as hard as the actors are. The, and they're in the performance just as much as the actors are. The actors call it a dance mm-hmm. with the camera people and that, like, they often feel like they're doing a play because they forget that the camera people are there because the camera person's job is purely just to pick up moments, follow the actor, yep, follow um, the scene. And Nicholas Braun kind of talks about this in uh, the safe room scene. He mm. said he goes up, <laughs> he went up to a cameraman and said, Hey, for this next scene, I'm going to go under the table. And the cameraman said, don't tell me what you're going to do. I'll follow you because I want the experience of the camera to be like, how an audience member would see it exactly it makes you feel as if you're discovering what's happening how you would actually actors of the show how you actually would if you were standing in that room exactly it feels like a live performance a live dance almost yeah and it brings just another layer of comedy that's even beyond the actor's performance i mean all of these actors comedically are so talented but half of the show's comedy just comes from how the shots zoom in and how they cut the scenes. Mm -hmm. There's so much in production and post-production that goes into making this show both much more dramatic and much more hilarious. Oh, definitely. So kind of touching more on that piss in the bucket moment, uh, that is in the same episode as when Logan takes all of these people out to this retreat. And everyone thinks it's a nice, sweet thing, but everyone knows Logan has ulterior motives. Waystar is falling apart. And that is because Logan wants to acquire this other, more liberal CNN-esque news network, or MSNBC almost, called Pierce. Mm-hmm. Um, to attract a new... Uh, a new Demographic. demographic. Yeah. Demographic is the word I'm looking yes, for. Yes, demographic. Mm. That's why I'm not the smart one anymore. Oh, Am I the smart one? I thought you were the brave one. Do you why want a new be, title? Can I, why can't I be brave smart? Mm, that doesn't really flow off the tongue now. Smart brave? Uh, we'll keep workshopping Brevity it. We'll keep workshopping it. Wit. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but also we find out that there is someone writing a biography about Logan. Uh-oh. And Logan has asked everyone not Don't say anything. to talk to the biographer, but someone has. And There's Logan is going to figure out what it is. And he's going to he's going to expose the people that are maybe ruining his deal with Pierce, who doesn't like the deal with Pierce. And he's going to obliterate that. And who talked to this biographer? And he comes up with a game, which Logan often talks about games and playing the game. Life is a game to Logan Roy. And Logan Roy likes to play games with people. Oh, yes. So this time he decides to play a little game called 
bore on the floor. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? You know what? You guys know what? Acting, 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 acting. Freaking freaking act this out. I don't know if you guys know, but I am now (sighs) two terms closer to getting my BFA now. Wow. So I'm just saying I'm almost ready. Mama's going to graduate. Oh, does that mean I... I'm shiny. Am I shiny? Well, you got your BFA a while ago. So I've been shining this whole time. Wow. Shines dim, shines dim. So now we're going to perform. Dim? <laughs> dim? <laughs> now we are going to perform Bar on the Floor. Fuck off. Bar on the Floor. <laughs> Logan is treating Waystar's higher-ups to a weekend of hunting and delicious food. Currently, they are at dinner and things are going to take a devilish turn. They all want Tom to speak against Logan. Come on, everyone. We're supposed to be having a nice time. Drink. Tom, now's the time. Oh, Tom. Uh, oh, you think? Yeah. Uh, all right, paid enough. Let's have a toast. Uh, Frank, you want to... Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, excuse me. <laughs> to old friends. Why'd you come, Frank? Well, well, here? Mm-hmm. Because you invited me. Uh-huh. Not on a recon for some of your old stuck-up pals. Logan, we're old. I try not to leave fences broken. You're a fucking creep. Excuse me? Ah, I mean you, you, you went for three jobs. You didn't get any of them. Your vineyard was a write-off. And now your trophy girlfriend is sucking some waiter's dick in Palermo. So now, you've come crawling back like a fucking worm. I'm actually kind of glad he's back now. What's happening here? Ken, talk to him now, Tom. Now. Uh, Oh, fuck off. Uh, Someone has spoken. To Michelle Pencil. We've got rats on this ship. And Pierce, what's going on, hmm? Who's got my back? Who's really behind me? Anyone? Anyone wanna up? Hmm? Anyone wanna rat out a rat? Hmm? Sid, are you a rat? No! Carl! You got something to tell me? Um, such as... Oh, I don't know. Where the local whorehouse is. Oh, I don't know about that. Does your old lady know about that? No, um, you know, um... She knows that I'm something of a libertine. Oh, is that a... Yes, a libertine. Should we get her on the speakerphone and ask her? Oh, come on, Logan, please. What the fuck? Everyone, phone's on the table. Company and private. Come on, phones on the table. Is that really necessary? I'm not even sure it's legal to demand people give a... Yes! Well, we're going to brass fucking text. Tom, did you and your fragile little ego talk to Pencil? Uh, no, no, sir. No, Logan. Uh, why, don't, why don't we switch to strategy? Oh, oh, strategy? Hmm. <laughs> Here's a strategy, Tom. Won't you pipe down till you come and tell me I've got a grandson coming, hmm? Where are you shooting blanks, Tom, hmm? Carl? Yeah? 
Do you like the, the, the Pierce deal? I do, I do, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bullshit! Bore on the floor! <laughs> hey! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's a game. Bore on the floor! <laughs> In the corner, Carl. Over there. Stand there. Go! Go, 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 go! <sighs> Carl goes and stands in the corner. Tom? Uh, um, me? Yeah? Uh, uh, ab ab about Pierce? Yeah? Um, um. <clears throat> well, there's a, a lot of f factors, and. But, yes, I. Personally, I like I like it. I li I like it. Pour on the floor over there. Tom joins Carl in the corner. Gary, stand up, stand up. Pierce. Well, uh, actually, I uh, to be perfectly honest, I've I've had a few doubts. Honestly. Wow. See everybody. Honesty. Do you see that, Greg? Jerry's got honesty. Yeah. Stand up, Greg. Uh, okay. Did you get any orders from my brother? Hmm, Greg? Huh? The fucking conscious of the prairies, Greg. Me? Yes. I I, I don't, uh, yeah, because I, um, I, 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 I've, I've, I've had some doubts, too. Oh, doubts? <laughs> We've got a doubter, a fucking doubter. Over there, more on the floor. But, but the rules said that you're spared if you tell the truth, and, oh, and I just oh, told you the truth. Oh, Greg, 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 there are rules. R right, rules, right? You know something, Greg? There are no fucking rules over there, more on the floor. Oh, okay, okay. Greg goes to the corner. Roman chuckles. Romulus. Ah. Uh. I, uh, I like it. For real, Dad. I, uh, I wanna... Stand the fuck up, boy! Um, okay, okay, uh... Kendall took a call from the biographer. We all got a call, Rome. Logan puts his hands on Kendall's shoulders. Okay. Yes, but you, uh, yeah, see... He seemed like he wanted to actually talk to her. To smoke you out for Dad. What? Fuck you. Why do you get to smoke me out? I was smoking you out. Why don't you tell us about your mystery call? The phone call? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Frank. He meant to call you. He wants to know if the plan to overthrow Dad is still happening. Someone spiked Pierce. Which one of you boars did it? Tom! Uh, yes? Sit on the floor. It's fun. Seriously. Yeah! But it's a game! More on the floor! I, uh... I really feel like... Get down! More on the floor! More on the floor! More on the floor! Kendall! Bring in the troops! More on the floor! More on the floor! More on the floor! Get down! 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 Get down!
Oh, right, you bore. Why, why, why am I in this? How the fuck would I know, Greg? You think floor. I have a rational explanation for this? Logan rolls out a cart of sausages with the biggest grin on his face. Right. Feed the pigs. <laughs> Guests of honor. That's it. Feed those piggies. Bore on the floor. Oink. Oink for your little sausages, piggies. Oink for your sausages. Oink. 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 Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the three men oink and fight over sausages. Oink. Oink. Oh, this asshole. <laughs> Roman begins filming on his cell phone. Eat it up, piggies. Oink, oink, oink. Eat both sausages, piggies. <laughs> I believe he said, eat up, piggies. <laughs> I want to see you little piggy fucks eat. Come on, eat it. Indemnification, you fucking dummy. <laughs> what? You fucking serious? How old are you? Give me back my fucking phone. Huh? What are you hiding? What, what, what are you hiding? Nothing. Give me back my fucking phone. What's your code? Are you fucking serious? They fight over the phone. Okay. Until okay, Kendall ultimately it. gets it. Fuck. All right. Happy? There's nothing in there. Hey, Dad. It was Roman. Roman talked to Pierce. He uh, took a call from Naomi I was, Pierce. I was trying to help. I thought it would be a nice surprise. Roman? You're a fucking moron. Bore on the floor. Bore on the floor. Bore on the floor. Bore on the floor. Hey. Back. We're, we're back. Boobs. Again. <laughs> <laughs> we're back and we're good. You saw a boar on the floor. So that happens about like three a episodes third of the in. way. Yeah. yeah. Through the season. Through season two. So things are warming up. Things are obviously the board of directors, the partners, things are all up in the air. Nobody likes each other. They're Everybody's scared terrified. of Logan. Who's not scared of Logan? Oh, baby, baby, his daughter, Siobhan. Shiv has a different kind of fear for Logan, I think. She, I think, it's not a fear, it's more of a mistrust. She doesn't she necessarily... She doesn't trust him, and she's afraid of how he'll react to what she chooses to do, ultimately. Yeah, and she doesn't know if what he's saying is the truth yeah. to her, because he, she knows that he uses words as weapons so season one is about the i mean kendall goes through a pretty classic hero's arc mm -hmm. lifts himself up and then ultimately falls very very hard season two we start to see shiv's relationship with her dad get closer roy's under the perspective that now that kendall's ultimately destroyed mm -hmm. uh now that he's nothing <laughs> And he doesn't feel much more confident about Roman. He finally sees, oh, yes, Shiv is the smartest of my children. She's the one. I didn't even mention Connor there. That should be an indicator as to Ooh. how smart Connor is. Yee. Connor at this time, I think, is trying to launch his. He's applying for the job of president run. of the United States. He's applying. Uh, <laughs> and so Roy starts to prep Shiv. To take over the reins, and he puts the idea in her head that someday she's going to be in charge. She's the smartest. 
And we also mentioned that Logan was going in for this deal with Pierce. So we are then introduced to the kind of the head of Pierce, played by Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter, Elastigirl. Elastigirl. I'm trying to like work on my holly hunter impression that's meredith marks fuck every impression i do is meredith now <laughs> it's it's a bit more midwestern it's like it's like, <laughs> like go a little more south with it you're like in it's you're like, in chicago <laughs> in chicago and you gotta go i need to go <laughs> a little bit south south southern uh hilla. like a jody foster oh that's good that's like a, good <laughs> hey logan logan is this holly hunter <laughs> I'm a I'm a last girl. Is that was that good? <laughs> it's, it got a little perfect, as you can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most <laughs> definitely. Um. So Holly Hunter's there now, and she rocks. I love her. Oh yeah, she's a powerful businesswoman, and she starts to become this kind of counterpart this kind of uh other side of the coin to shiv and shiv is realizing that holly is trying to get in with logan so she could be chosen as ceo yeah uh immediately from the start shiv does not trust pierce uh holly hunter what's what's her name Elastigirl. I just call her Holly Hunter. so uh shiv does not trust Elastigirl. shiv is excited ready to take over, she has turned down. She has stepped away from Gil Evis's campaign, uh-huh. uh, and she has decided that she's going to take over the family business. She's prepared. She's mentally ready. And so we get to this business meeting, this big meeting where the entire Roy family flies out. The Pierce family has asked the Roy family to stay for the weekend. Before this business deal happens, the Pierce family wants to get to know the Roys because they, as we soon find out, are a bit more liberal minded and they're than nice the Roys and are. Sweet. They're just as rich and horrifically pretentious, uh, upper class, uh, but they're from the left perspective. Yep, just as awful, just liberal. Exactly. That they want to meet the Roys before they make this business deal because they want to make sure they're making business with friends. So then they ask Logan at a dinner, who is his successor going to be? They're straight up. They say, you know, Waystar is unstable right now. Roy, you're great, but you're getting old. There's a lot of stuff in the news. Who is going to pick up for you? And Logan doesn't answer well it's the first time logan is truly finally cornered into giving an actual answer for a, a public question answer for one time in front of his whole family in his life all of his kids and his future business partners and so he doesn't say anything and then finally one of his kids for the first time decides to speak their mind and shiv says dad you can say it's me <laughs> that's i remember watching that going ah! and ah! As an audience, we can tell by the way the cameraman zooms Zoomed. in on Roy's uh, on Logan Roy's face. This was not the move. No, not the right Shiv decision. Has fucked up bigger, almost than when Kendall took meth. Than when Kendall <laughs> killed a man. Yeah, this way. is disastrous. Shiv has ruined her chances ruined in this chance. one single moment of being in charge. And Helen Hunt suddenly has the upper hand. Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter, not Helen Hunt. <laughs> Elastigirl has the upper hand, finally. And uh, she's 
getting in Roy's Logan Roy's ear. Why do I keep calling him Roy? Because right, he's Roy Cody. Roy. <laughs> well, and to the point where he even announces Holly Hunter publicly. Yeah, as as his like second in command. Yeah, potentially future exactly CEO. So the waters are very muddy. Shiv is now on the outs. Both the boys are on the outs. Connor's in fucking outer space. Shiv believes the only thing she truly has control over is her marriage. Tom. She has ultimate control over Tom. And she uses that to her full advantage. Has sex with one of the actors in Willa's play. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in the last episode, in fact, brings a girl on board to have a threesome. Yeah, with she's trying to help Tom. Tom out. She's trying to be like, hey, Tom, you can participate in this open relationship, too. You can have fun, too, even but though Tom wants monogamy. Tom not only wants monogamy, but just wants Shiv. He really loves Shiv. <laughs> he loves her. It's so <laughs> sad Mr. Darcy is just like... In love with this woman who treats him like poo-poo garbage. Poo-poo garbage. <laughs> but Shiv rocks. She's Shiv a powerful rocks. woman. She's our favorite sibling. Favorite sibling. She's poo-poo. She can be a meanie poo-poo pants <laughs> to Tom. Yeah, we love Tom, Mr. Dark. Especially when her daddy's being mean to her. Yeah. And daddy's being mean to Shiv. <laughs> yeah, because daddy now needs a way out. He needs someone to... Take the fall for this cruise I feel situation. Like this goes into the intergenerational struggle of the show. Logan yes. is at a perspective where he knows he is the most experienced one to do the job, but he knows that he's getting too old to do the job. But his perspective is that his kids are not experienced enough at all. And They're still kids. He's living with the guilt that they're not ready because of him yeah they're not ready because he from the day they were born gave them a privileged life we hear this in the austerlitz episode and i think it's the thesis for the entire struggle of the family kendall says when he's high on meth you gave your children everything and you're jealous you can't handle it Mm -hmm. you can't handle that we didn't have to work for what we have they didn't and now you can't give it to us and this is this is Logan's inner conflict. How does he give away a thing he knows his children didn't work for? And I think this is the appeal of Elastigirl. Yes. Because she comes in with real experience, real clout, mm-hmm. real power. She makes her own moves. She's not making fumbles like his kids are. Yeah. Maybe this is the safer bet to take it out of the family. But unfortunately, Logan's vagueness about this entire crew situation is what ultimately leads Holly Hunter to go, you know what? I'm out of here. Yeah. So right before this meeting with the families, the Pierce family, Mm -hmm. the news drops about all of the murder, all of the chaos, all of the crime on the cruise ship. This is right before Pierce is going to sign the deal. And Logan is trying to expedite this process so that the news, they can sign it before the news comes out. Logan has a family meeting and he says, someone has to take the fall for this. Yes. Maybe it should be me. Maybe I should announce a new successor, blah, 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 blah. And then immediately 
we see that this was a power move because the entire family starts coming to his defense. And goes, no, it shouldn't be you. Tom no. says, no, it shouldn't be you. It, it could be me, blah, blah, blah. Kendall so, yeah, says it could be me. The first Roman. person. Well, I think what's interesting about, are we talking about the talk on the cruise ship? Yeah. So the talk on the cruise ship the is The kind of last supper be- of Waystar Roycott. Because they start, the, the first person they blame is Carl. Mm-hmm. And then Carl blames Frank. Mm-hmm. Then Frank says Tom, mm-hmm. um, and then everyone agrees that maybe it should be Tom until Tom says Greg, including Shiv. Mm. Well, and then, and then Tom goes, then why not you, Shiv? Shit. And then Shiv, I think, blames Jerry. Says Jerry should take the fall, and then Jerry says Greg. And Greg says Roman. And Roman says Kendall? No one says Kendall. No one says Kendall. Damn. That is the most interesting part. But ultimately, Kendall stands up and says that he'll take the fall. Yeah. And then we pivot to a kind of, I mean, the biblical references in the season finale of season two are abundant. Very. And uh, we now get this very personal scene, uh, a scene where... We see a lot of growth from Kendall. He's mm-hmm. stood back up from his enormous fall. He's found some courage. He has found his business perspective again. And he says, Dad, I'm I'm prepared to handle this. Yeah. I will bow for you. I'll die for you. Gives him, I mean, what can only be described as the Judas kiss. Yeah. Kisses his cheek very intimately. This is... I this also, is the kiss of death. I also see this as kind of, and we'll talk about what happens at the very end, mm-hmm. but Kendall also sees this as the finally, the only opportunity for him to actually get out of his father's clutches. Because and Logan has said it in this episode that someone has to take him out. If he's going to go, he has to be taken out. Yeah, but... But no one has the courage to do it. Even the fact that, like, Kendall, because of the killing thing that happened at the end of season one... You're not a killer. He knows that no matter what, he'll have to work under his father. And this way is just to loosen that control just a little bit. So then, Because this is his ultimate desire. Yep. To prove that he's ready to do it on his own without his dad. Exactly. Um, And then we ultimately see that... The season ends with Kendall betraying his father. Kendall has a press conference in which Logan believes he's going to support him. Yep. Kendall decides he's going to mix things up a little bit and he throws his daddy under the bus. And reveals that his dad knew everything about cruises and that his father was a liar and a deceived, like a deceptible. Yeah. Yep. Evil guy. Meanie, poopy, and so, and so, Kendall is broken away from the family at the end of season two. He has found independence. Yeah, he has found uh, the light at the end of his dark, dark meth-filled tunnel. Yeah. And so that happened, and it ended. And I went, I need the next season now. And it's taken a long time for season three. When is it coming? Next year, I believe. Maybe oh, the end of this year. Jeez. Let me do a quick Google 
Search. And while he does that, let me just tell you guys a little bit about the history of Succession. Succession, the first episode, was actually written on a napkin in a bar. And it was originally about a little boy who was a wizard. And he went to a school for other witches and wizards where he was then put into a house for other witches and other wizards. Casey Bloys, <laughs> chief content officer at HBO and HBO Max, told Deadline that in a normal world, they'd be aiming for fourth quarter release later this year. But that would mean we don't get hit with any COVID delays, he noted. Damn. So they're hoping by fall we'll get season three. They're saying that there's a possibility it'll be delayed. That's nerve-wracking, but while we're here, mm-hmm. what do you think is going to happen? What is, what's your prediction? Hmm. As I said earlier, you know, now that Kendall is broken away, yeah. now that Shiv is on the outs with her dad, uh-huh. I really think this is going to be Roman's opportunity to prove himself with his father, to maybe turn around his apathetic attitude and find his big boy pants yeah. to lead the company, maybe. Uh, I think we'll see a lot more of his relationship with Jerry. I think that'll have larger implications definitely, in the plot. And I really think we're going to get to see some of Marsha's intentions. I think so, too. I think it's finally time to reveal what's going on with Marsha. I mean, we've seen Marsha be a very supportive wife, but it always feels like there's something else there. Yeah. Like when she brought in her well, son. And she's not talking to Logan at the end of season two. Mm-mm. Their their relationship is tense because she's jealous of Elastigirl. Holly because Hunter. honestly, I think their relationship is a little bit, it's kind of sexy. Definitely. It's weirdly sexy. Especially from Logan's end. I don't know if Holly Hunter necessarily feels that way about Logan. I, I can't tell if she's just playing along because it's good for business. Yeah, and that's what... Or if she actually is playing in it. Yeah. I think we'll see. We'll probably find out. I think something also important to note about season three is that the actress playing Willa is being moved from recurring to main cast. Full cast, baby. So I think we're also going to see... More Con and Connor's Willa. presidential run. We're going to see First Lady Willa. I think we're going to see what happens. I don't want to say if Connor will win or lose. Um, I honestly don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I think he might be president. With how Veep inspired, how Veep heavy this show is. Yeah. With how the office style this show is. Nothing is off the table. I mean, when Kendall killed a person, took meth. There's so many moments where you feel like they're going to jump the shark, but it's completely justified. Mm -hmm. It's so real life because these are such extraordinary circumstances. The production value completely backs it up. You feel like you're in this world of high class exuberance and you know these people to be truly fucked in the head. One other thing I think we might get Roman jokes a lot about abuse in his childhood. I think we're going to find out about some trauma. He makes some specific ac- accusations toward Connor in a few episodes and toward Kendall about Kendall trapping him in a dog cage and making him eat dog food. Uh, and there's also the possibility of abuse from Logan 
to Roman. We've seen Roman hit get hit by Logan in the face. Uh, we've seen him flinch a lot at, at Logan Roy. I think we might unfortunately have to explore some of Roman's insecurities and maybe prior trauma. I think it's important to touch on that. Yeah. We don't know. He's, he's a heavily guarded character and yeah. he's so funny, but you can tell it's, it's a mask for something greater. And I don't think it's too far fetched to believe that the showrunners would be thinking about a mm-hmm. uh, character's history like that in a show like this. And um, this is not necessarily a season three prediction, mm-hmm. but this is an ultimate plot of the show prediction. Yeah. Because ultimately, by the end of this, someone's becoming the CEO. someone's becoming the successor. Yeah, can we on the count of three say, say who, we who think we think it's going to be? be? Yeah. yeah, one, two, three. Cousin Greg. Yep. Yep. Yeah, cousin Greg is going to be the CEO of Waystar Royco. Logan loves him. Uh, I wouldn't go so far Logan, as to say that. Logan talks, but like he's always like, "I like you, Greg." Yeah, he's keeping Greg around. Greg is just. It's incredible how he's moved up the chain. I mean, Greg has been the star of a congressional hearing at this point. Uh-huh. Greg has been on national news. Greg is in the family now, and he knows shit that like only upper echelon people in the company know. So he's locked I'm in. I'm glad we both think this. Oh, yeah. I'm glad we both. Because, I mean, Tom wants it so bad. Who's Tom's sidekick? Greg. Greg's going to, I mean, Tom is going to do like every awful thing in Tom's stupid, naive playbook to get power. And then Greg is just going to come and one up him. Greg has no blood on his hands. Nope. And everyone, everyone loves generally Greg. likes Greg. He's unassuming. Always trust the underdog. I mean, I, I hear so many comparisons of the show to Game of Thrones I, I think if it's truly going to be like Game of Thrones, they made Bran the Broken King, <laughs> make Cousin Greg king of Waste of I think it would be an ending people would be satisfied with. Oh, it'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> people would love it. So uh, that's our predictions for next season. I'm done predicting. It's time for performing. Done predicting. Only performing now. So this is two little scenes from the end of season two. They're good representations of two of the most important relationships in the show. Yeah, the conclusions of the two main relationships of the season. Where they're left at the end of the season before we get to season three. Shiv and Tom and Logan and Kendall. Please enjoy. Or don't. You don't have to. No but pressure, but... Don't tell us if you don't like you it. You can skip ahead. Tell us if you do like it. We like that attention is yeah, what I'm course. talking yes, about. Yes, please. Praise, love. Obviously, because we have a podcast. Here's the scene. Here you go. <laughs> Tom and Shiv are trying to enjoy a picnic on the beach, but the idea of a possible threesome has been getting to Tom. You want to talk? Why would I, uh... Why would I want to talk? Fine. You you fucking... You fucking toasted me, Shiv. You fried me. Tom, I, I have to be an honest broker. To save you, I, I can't be seen acting in self-interest. I got shitty advice before the hearing, Shiv. You know I don't know about I got that. hung out to dry. I love you. <sighs> uh-huh. Great. Thanks. 
know? I don't know. I love you. I love this rock. Bye, rock. You're dead. What does it mean? I won't let anything happen to you. You told me. You told me you wanted an open relationship on our fucking wedding night. So you've been stewing on that? Well, yes! I've been stewing on that, actually. I'm not a, a fucking hippie, Shiv. I don't want to stuff a dildo up my... I don't want to do threesomes on our wedding night. Bang! Shanghai into a open borders free fuck trade deal? It, it was just an idea. Well, that's just a biggie to just throw in at the altar, you know? I do, I do, but uh, maybe I also demand to gobble the odd sidekick? Gobble the odd side dick? I don't think that was very cool what you did. I just think, you know, I think a lot of time, if I think about it, I think a lot of the time I'm pretty unhappy. What are you saying? I don't know. I love you. I do. I just, uh, I wonder if I, uh, if the sad I'd be without you would be less than the sad I get for being with you. I'm sorry, Tom. I'll talk to Logan. No. No, I'll, I'll talk to Logan. Unfortunately, Logan is too busy speaking to Kendall. Hey, Dad. Hey, son. I can't do many more of that shit this morning. No, no, sure, I bet. Greg, Tom, doesn't work. Won't add up. Right. No, I, I, I see that. And they won't accept me. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, I do. You know, uh, Marsha and I used to read to each other. I'd read her history. You know, Springler, Gibbon, the big boys. Okay. The Incas, in times of terrible crises, would sacrifice a child in the sun. I said to her they were a bunch of fucking savages. Mm-hmm. The thing was, what could you possibly kill that you love so much? It would make the sun rise again. She said that. Okay. I miss her. It's okay, Dad. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you, son. The hearings. You did so well, but now you're the face. You are across the cleanup. The optics make sense. And what's more, I I trust you. I trust you in the case it turns or gets nasty. Yep. Yeah, I I got it. So uh, we'll set up a press conference, and uh, you'll admit you knew everything, and that you directed the cover up, and uh, it went no higher. Okay. Okay. Hey, Dad. Uh, just out of interest. Um. Did you ever think I could do it? Do what? The top job. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. You can say. I, well, you know, I, I just, you know, you're smart, you're good, but I, I just, I just don't know. What? Come on. 
You're not a killer. You have to be a killer. But nowadays, maybe you don't. I don't know, okay? Are we good? You good? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I deserve it. Maybe... Maybe I deserve it. Oh, no, son. Yeah. For everything. No, no, no. God, no. <laughs> it's good to pay. <laughs> Boy. No, 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 no. Not that. NRPI, you're the best. Don't beat yourself up. No real person involved, you know. It's... It's nothing. Nothing. Right. Kendall kisses Logan on the cheek. Shall we? Cut to... Kendall at the press conference. Good morning. I have an announcement to make about the wrongdoing at Waystar Royco in advance of the upcoming shareholder meeting. I have been asked to explain my own role in the managing of illegality at the firm and associated cover-ups. And it has been suggested I would be a suitable figure to absorb the anger and concern. But the truth is that my father is a malignant presence, a bully, and a liar, and he was fully, personally aware of these events for many years and made efforts to hide and cover up. He had a twisted sense of loyalty to bad actors like Lester the Molester McClintock and a disregard for the safety of migrant workers, non-union and union workers, and for vulnerable performers and guests. My father keeps a watchful eye over every inch of his whole empire, and the notion that he would have allowed millions of dollars in settlements and compensation to be paid without his explicit approval is utterly fanciful. I have with me today copies of records that show his personal sign-off, how much those of us who executed his wishes bear responsibility is for another day, but I think this, this is the day his reign ends. <gasps> oh my God. I'll be providing documents and can answer any questions you may have in the coming days. Thank you very much. Mr. Roy, Mr. Kendall Roy, Mr. Roy, out. Mr. Roy, mic drop. Mr. Roy, Mr. Roy, fuck off, bitches. L to the O G. L to the O G. <laughs> you the O G. That's how it ends, That's everybody. It, mamas and papas. That's how season two. That's ends. it, bobs and boobs. So, uh, we've made it. We did it. Hey, we made Sam. it to the end of another fantastic episode. Hey, Rollins. Would you recommend Succession? Would I recommend Succession? Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Duh. I think Succession is a really underrated show. Give it a chance. I think. The first three episodes are a little bit of a slow start. Yeah, stick with it. Stay with it, and it gets and really juicy. If you sit down to watch it, I would encourage you to at least watch the first and second episode in the same sitting. Oh, yes. Don't just watch the pilot. No, that was my mistake the first time. It's a really long movie, essentially. Yep. It's a it's a Chekhov play. Yep. And you really need to sit down and absorb the details Every conversation between every family member is important and is brought up later, provides context for future plot. It's such... The show is hard to describe, but it is the best drama. It's the best comedy. Yep. It's one of the best television shows around right now. 
Would I you, can't wait for season three. Well, the next question is, do you want another season? Obviously, I want a obviously, million. Obviously, I hope that this is at least a five-season show. I think go for seven or eight. Yeah. That's my prediction. I have no idea where the story's going to go, and uh, it doesn't feel like we're Ending nearing the end soon. at all. I mean, obviously, Logan Roy is probably going to die at some point. Eventually. I don't know that the show needs to end when he does. And I don't think that'll be the end of his terror. We'll still have Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. So, Sam. (laughs) What are you watching? What am I watching? I've been watching a lot of Maddie Matheson. Maddie Matheson has a YouTube cooking show called Just a Dash, and it's like strangely absurdist mm-hmm. and really well produced. I'd, I'd recommend everybody go watch it. Nice. I also watched an uh, uh, anime on Netflix called Neo Yokio, which I'd seen a few episodes of before when uh, my buddies Christian and Riley were perusing it. But uh, I decided to give it another chance and ended up watching all of it in one day. Whoa. It's uh, starring Jaden Smith. It's got Jude Law in it, Susan Sarandon. This uh, is an anime? Miro. Yeah, it's a Netflix original anime called Neo Yokio, and it's about reimagined New York City and about the culture of it. Demons are there. It's wild. Wow. Cast is stacked. If you uh, like anime, or even if you've never tried anime, I'm not someone who's really watched a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is a really good way to like jump into that genre. Wow. Uh, just for the voice cast. Nice. It's awesome. What about you? What have you been watching? Um, Still on my documentary kick, you guys. I'm sorry. Here we are. This is my life now. Um, Alan V. Farrow ended. Ugh, the Very- ending made me sick disgusting disgusting but very well done show it's amazing um, and you should i mean that's a hard show to recommend i i don't know if i recommend but it it's good if you're interested in the story watch it yeah um Fuck and i'm pumped for the q mm, documentary mm-hmm. that hbo is coming out with but i need to complain about a Go documentary off. i watched yesterday Go off, Queen. um about operation varsity blues which is the college admission scandal documentary oh, shit. that Netflix just released. Full House Mom? Is, does it have Full House Mom in it? She's mentioned and her daughter's talked about. But this documentary should not have been made right now. Oh. I said it. Okay. Because the documentary is poorly oh, made. Boy. It's mostly recreations, reenactments, Ooh. scripted reenactments. Exciting. Mm, actors mm-hmm. i thought you love acting i love acting when it's me that makes sense <laughs> that makes sense wow but... you read yourself yeah what's wrong with that but i think you can't tell a full story if the story isn't over yet yeah people are still awaiting sentencing oof so how can we tell the whole story is my question um <laughs> what was that my russian my russian accent yeah why did you go into that just then? i'm practicing yeah acting oh <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening <laughs> to this week's episode everybody we- everybody you made it to the end of another wonderful episode hey i love this yeah me too i love us <laughs> i love me 
I love myself and I can't love anybody else. Love me. Sam! Rolla. Where can the people find you? If you wanna find me, hey, hey, you can find me on Instagram at SamuelCamel69. Or you can find me on Twitter at Oh no, I did it wrong. You can find me <laughs> on Twitter at SamuelCamel69 or on Instagram at Samuel underscore soup brand Rollins. <gasps> my dad told me um, I had to spell my full name for everything this time around. Rollins, how do you spell your name? My Twitter is at Rollins Etch. That's at R A W L I N S E C H. My Instagram is at Rollinsness. R-A-W-L-I-N-S-N-E-S-S. I, how do we end this one? Oh, you can follow the show at Too Much TV Pod <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. Join us next week. What are we talking about next week? You know what I realized the other day? What? We haven't done a comedy. We haven't. It hasn't been too. It hasn't been funny. I'm done. This podcast needs to be more need to be funny. funny. <laughs> it's time to be funny. So where's the funny? So we're talking about ultimate funny next week. Classic funny. You hear that, Lauren? You hear that? You hear that, Lauren? We're talking about Saturday Night Live. Everybody, you've been waiting for it. Maybe you haven't been. But, but we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it. And we're gonna recreate some of our favorite sketches. So we're gonna talk about our favorite cast members, favorite eras, and why it's sketches, bad now. Why it can be bad a lot of the time. But also, when it can be really good. Ladies and gentlemen, her. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> See you guys later. We have a Patreon. Oh, uh, yeah. Subscribe. Too much TV on Patreon. Oh, and leave us a voice message. Leave us a freaking voice message. Sam really wants people to uh, leave voice messages. So I'm tired of listening to our own voices. He's tired of listening to me. He Editing just said it. Editing this show, he's, sitting there for hours listening to my own voice and Rollins's voice over and over again. I want to hear from the beautiful listener. Sam is sick of me. He's just said that. I'm sick of Rollins's voice. <laughs> I said it. Did I make you cry? <laughs> cry, baby. Cry. <laughs> cry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye, 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 everybody. Bye, I gotta, I gotta apologize to Rollins. I made him cry. <laughs> I'm I gotta go. I'm crying. I gotta get him something nice or something. Like a tissue. <laughs>